0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today members exclusive podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 15th of February. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. It is Super Thursday, a barrage of results dropping today. Some good Some bad. We've also had some big news today that the Prime Minister has got engaged. And we also have a bid out in the technology sector, a big bid as well. Altium has received a bid from a Japanese company. Stock is up 29%, just uh, slightly below, around 4% below the bid price, which they are bidding $68.50 in cash. Currently, the stock trading around $66, so around 4% upside if that deal does eventuate. There obviously are regulatory hurdles to go through, although FIRB would not seem to be a major issue, given that uh, Altium is headquartered and pretty much run out of the US anyway. But certainly some hurdles to get through. But apart from that, it has been all about results today. And we have had a few good ones and a few not so good ones, that's to say the least. Let's run through some of the, uh, the winners in terms of the market. We're up around 61 points today, or 0.8%. So that by the dip that we saw yesterday, having fallen around 105, 110 points at one stage, closing only down around 55, 56. We've made that up and a little bit more. We bounced off 7,500 quite nicely. We've hit 76.08 on the index this morning. And we have seen the usual suspects, I guess, uh, pushing the market higher, a bit of a rebound in the banking sector helping, although most analysts and ourselves are a little bit nonplussed by the CBA result. It is a hold. I did an article for Livewire uh, yesterday afternoon, which came out if you're interested in having a little look at that. Marcus wrote something about CBA today as well in his thing. And I wrote a little bit about CBA as well. It is expensive. Everyone knows it's expensive. But I guess it's a bit like buying a Porsche compared to a Toyota. You are paying for quality. The interesting thing yesterday was some of the comments from Matt Common, of course. Always treading a fine line between, I guess, uh, appeasing shareholders and making sure they don't attract too much of the ire of government and other people regarding the level of profitability. $5 billion in cash profits is a lot of money, $2.15 in terms of dividends as well. So paying 72% of the profits back to shareholders, which is a good thing, but certainly a pretty expensive bank, P.E. around 20 times, one of the most expensive banks in the world. Interestingly, and this may be something worth having a little listen to, I did a podcast with Adam Dawes yesterday on the couch, which has been released this morning. We had a bit of a chat about the banks and the valuations there. They had a visit by UBS, uh, their banking analyst there, who, of course, is paid an inordinate amount of money to get it right. And they were saying, or their analyst team was saying, that the provisions that the banks have put away during uh, or after the Hain Royal Commission and also during this period of economic uh, softness, I guess, and the credit issues uh, will be uh, useful in years to come and actually makes them look significantly cheaper in terms of PE but um, I guess you know you can't bring all those provisions out all at once and it will be a smoothing exercise but certainly banks looking better today. Financials generally looking better, the insurance sector as well, QBE up 0.9 and Suncorp up 1%. We did have a chat about Suncorp as well uh, yesterday on that podcast. Macquarie having a cracker of a day up 2.2%. And financials generally all looking pretty good. We did see some information out of Magellan this morning. I guess the uh, results were something to look at. But also more importantly, I guess for investors is there is a new CEO at the helm there. So that has certainly helped in terms of Magellan and uh, the market really warming to that one. So, the new CEO is a uh, Maple Brown Abbott, Sophia Romani. Uh, She has been the managing director of its fund management unit and commenced the role, or will commence the role, in May 2024. Andrew Formica will remain in the role as executive chairman, uh, but uh, the board intends to appoint Miss Romani as Chief Executive Officer within 12 months of her commencement. Magellan also reported a 15% fall in revenues, which is hardly a surprise given the fall they've had in funds under management, to $169.3 million for the half, and a 24% increase in net profit after tax of $104 bucks. Uh, Magellan doing well today, one of the winners in the financial space. Uh, we have seen a rise in that one Uh, along with Macquarie and also GQG doing well. Magellan up 5.6% there. Other sectors doing well today, apart from the banks and financials. Uh, The REITs are doing well as well, led as always by Goodman Group, which despite the fact they had a revaluation of their assets, their $79 billion property portfolio, the stock is up 5.8% on better results there. CSL bouncing as well, 1.5%. And everything looks pretty rosy in the market today as far as results go Uh, we have had Promedicus, though one of the market darlings i guess uh, that one slipped a little bit today although profits were up 33 percent i have to say looking through the numbers it looks pretty good no cash uh, sorry cash on hand 131.5 million no debt interim dividend of 18 cents and given the recent contract wins from Promedicus, this short-term dip uh, could be a buying opportunity south 32 Also, out today, Uh, they have cancelled the share buyback, uh, profit down 91% to 53 million, revenue down 15%, tumbling commodity prices and lower volumes at its coal operations. The big loser today, and certainly no love post Valentine's Day for BHP, which is down 1.8%, and that is the biggest component, of course, of the ASX 200. So it is dragging the index down a little bit, but it's not really holding it back that much. Given gains elsewhere. But BHP down 1.8%. Now, the problem that BHP has is they are going to take some very, very big write downs uh, in terms of their nickel business in Western Australia as we see nickel prices crashing. They're taking an impairment charge of around 2.5 billion US, which basically means that the nickel assets in WA are worthless and that uh, purchase of Oz Minerals uh, not looking quite so uh, flash in light of that. Also, uh, weighing on BHP is further write downs and further money being provisioned for Samarco and we have seen uh, news out of uh, courts in, uh, in London and Brazil uh, regarding repatriation of funds for that damn problem. Uh, that was um, back in 2016, but uh, they look as if they're going to be uh, taking another big hit on that as well which is the reason why we have seen BHP down quite a lot compared to the rest of the market. In other news today West Farmer's results out the market does seem to like them they have conceded they're going to make no money out of the lithium business but they are not taking an impairment charge at the moment the stock is up 5.2 percent on that news. Uh, Bunnings and Officeworks and Kmart uh, still very much the focal point for the market on that one. So uh, that is certainly uh, in the um, sights of the buyers at the moment. Uh, we have seen also tech stocks doing well today. Pretty much, I guess, uh, a bit of a reset after that Altium bid. Uh, that is quite a big premium to the market. So we have seen the likes of WiseTech up 46 and Zero up 5.4%. Uh, Technology One also up 2.1%. So things going pretty well in that space there. Uh, we've also seen a little bit of interest in AMP following their result yesterday. Some broker upgrades coming through from that one. And we did go through in the newsletter today in My Things, uh, just talking about some of yesterday's results. Seven Group was one that we liked. That was a good result. Tonka toys doing very well for Seven Group. Uh, 4.1% higher for that. Dow, also downer. EDI, uh, the new CEO, <coughs> showing that the turnaround is going pretty well up 5.5% for down at EDI as well. So uh, all looking quite good in some of those things uh, that uh, reported yesterday and the market continuing to push higher as I'm recording this. We're now up 69.5 points that's despite BHP falling around 1.6-1.7 percent. Uh, some of the losers today, we have seen a fall in Pro Medicus, which is unusual for Pro Medicus. It's It usually is a market darling. Uh, they're down around 8.1 percent and Data 3, DTL is the stock code there, which unfortunately we hold in the um, growth portfolio, down around 10.5% on the back of their results. Again, a little bit potentially underwhelming, as was Whitehaven Coal. Those results also underwhelming as well, and uh, the stock down nearly 5% on that one. In other news this morning, Treasury Wine Estates, uh, one that I have been pushing Uh, Quite hard. It was my big cap stock uh, for the Ausbiz advent calendar. Uh, The company did cut their dividend slightly uh, and they are holding back some of the penfolds in the hope that China comes back online and they'll be able to get premium prices. Stock did leap. Uh, It was hit a high of $11.63, but it's back to $11.10. Bit of a rethink going on perhaps on that one at the moment. So, under a little bit of pressure there. Also, of course, Telstra out this morning as well with their results. The dividend up slightly. Uh, Telstra down 1.1%. They did uh, take a little bit of a hit early on, getting down to $3.89, now $3.94. And a half. Uh, but a pretty solid-ish result from Telstra. Once again, the mobile business really driving it with 13% growth there. Uh, Cost cutting as well seems to be the name of the game. That certainly is the name of the game for a number of technology companies. Guidance. Uh, The media initially started talking about how the fact guidance was uh, shrunk, but effectively it has been tightened. It's gone from 8.2 to 8.3 is now the range for EBITDA guidance uh, and reaffirmed across the board in other measures as well. So just a little bit more certainty, I guess, in terms of that guidance, but uh, the dividend also doing well today. Uh, The total income was up uh, 1.2%, $11.7 for the half. Dividend $0.09 per share up 5.9%. Their T25 strategy is on track, apparently. So, uh, some good news there. Telstra was never really going to shoot the lights out, but um, certainly uh, that is significant. It's coming out to 11.30 now, and just looking at the ABS numbers coming out for the JobStarter, Uh, which is always of interest. Unemployment rate rises to 4.1% in January. That will be the headline. That will certainly help uh, the RBA in making their decision, and it should kick the market a little bit higher, maybe bringing forward rate cuts uh, by a smidge, uh, but certainly that uh, 4.1% in January. Uh, The unemployment rate rose by 0.1% to 4.1% in January. So that is, uh, I guess, somewhat significant Uh, labor force numbers there. Uh, Let's look at the key statistics in trend terms. Unemployment rate remained at 3.9%. So in seasonally adjusted terms, of course, unemployment rate increased to 4.1%. Participation rate in seasonally adjusted remained at 66.8%. Employment increased to 14.2 million people. So not bad there. Full-time employment increased by 11,100 and part-time decreased by 10,600. But the headline rate, as far as the market will probably be concerned, is that 4.1 rate and it will give Michelle Bullock, who is in Canberra today talking about the RBA and some of the stuff there, uh, will give her, I guess, a little bit of a warm and fuzzy feeling in terms of uh, cutting rates sooner rather than later. Uh, They... In Canberra, Michelle Bullock is there saying the RBA acted appropriately on the information it had available with the November rate rise, saying it was not a mistake. So there we go. Uh, But that jobless rate, 4.1%, 22,000 more unemployed. That is the headline from the AFR. And that is the number that the market will focus on. And uh, it looks as if certainly at the moment there's been no change really in the equity market. We'll just have a little look and see what's happening in terms of the bonds. Uh, we have got 10-year bonds at the moment in Australia, uh, 4.17, uh, let's just uh, see if that updates at all, uh, 4.17 for Aussie bonds uh, there on the back of that number. So not a, lot of, um, not a lot of movement at the station in the equity market but a little bit of uh, movement in the bond market. Still up 69 points uh, 10 minutes after that number has dropped. In the rest of the market, we are seeing a little bit of selling in the oil and gas space. Woodside down 1%. We did exit our Woodside position recently. Uh, Also, unfortunately, we exited our Macquarie position as well. They're up 2.3% today. CSL also having a good day at 1.5%. But West Farmers, I guess, is the real standout. 5.1% higher. Uh, Some good write-ups in the research today on James Hardy, up 2.9% having fallen yesterday. So a little bit of broker love coming through for that one again that was uh I, something i wrote up this morning in my article on uh, henry's take we had a little look at james hardy uh, seven group and also we looked at um just telstra as well so have a little look there if you're interested if you are in the mood for some easy listening the podcast i did yesterday on the couch with adam dawes from and partners was a lot of fun i have to say we had a lot of fun with the banter there and we did have actually a few interesting stock picks to say the least from adam Uh, some big some tiny Uh, one stock that he was talking about had uh, over three and a half billion pieces of paper on issue and it was issuing another three billion pieces of paper Uh, one of the uh, the most i guess in some respects liquid stocks in the market but certainly an interesting very much off-piste in fact almost backcountry skiing in terms of that recommendation. Well, not maybe a recommendation, but one to have a little look at. Perhaps an interesting small cap stock, $20 million market cap. Currently uh, it has an iron ore project in Guinea, not a million miles away from Cymantu. And also uh, it has a new CEO who built up Atlas Iron. So a little bit of pedigree and management there coming on board. Uh, obviously, some incentives there. Very, very high risk, uh, but uh, an interesting take from Adam there. Also, a bunch of other conviction stocks as well that he likes. One that he didn't like, which I took uh, a little bit of exception to, was Suncorp, uh, which we talked about on the Uh, podcast, Uh, he was saying they didn't think the ANZ deal would go through, which I think the market has probably come to terms with. Uh, But really, when you look at the two parts of the business that are doing uh, that, they are engaged in banking and insurance. Both of those businesses are doing pretty well, you would imagine. So, you know, the Suncorp banking business may be following the same trend as the other banks, and the insurers certainly are doing well. We do get some insurance numbers tomorrow. I think QBE and IAG are due tomorrow. So, uh, we're going to see a little bit more clarity and transparency on those results. But once again, it's Super Thursday, the first Super Thursday of this reporting season. We've seen South 32 a bit ho hum there, Uh, DTL coming off on the back of their numbers, Goodman Group a very good result, West Farmers they like that, Telstra. Not an awful lot to get excited about. Uh, Pro Medicus, a little bit of short-term weakness, probably because they've run very hard, a bit like DTL to some extent. They have run hard as well. So uh, that's something to consider. Uh, Apart from that, that is about it from me today. Uh, We'll be back, of course, with the end-of-day report this afternoon. But uh, it is a big day for reports and uh, plenty to be uh, getting your teeth into there. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the day and talk to you soon.